Praise the Lord, saints. Praise the Lord. Boy, all right. Psalm 103. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. Who forgives all your iniquities, who heals all your diseases, who redeems your life from destruction, who crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies, who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. That's the word of the Lord, and before we consider it, let us pray. Father God, we come before you now, Lord, and we thank you. We thank you for who you are, Lord, and we thank you for what you're doing. Lord, right now I ask that you allow your people to hear from you, to hear from on high, Lord, that it may encourage them to go on. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You may be seated. Amen. First, before I get uh, uh, into the message, let me say that uh, just uh, for an update, a quick update, I have uh, did my calling, <laughs> well, most of it at least, uh, in regards to uh, placing folks in appointed positions. I got a few more uh, conversations to have. It's been some interesting conversations to, to note, by the way, and folks, uh, have been uh, giving me their insights as to how uh, new life is progressing and, and where uh, they feel we are. Uh, it's been encouraging, and like I said, it's also been enlightening. Um, we are moving along where we uh, will announce those who um, are going to fill these positions for the next two years. Amen. It's a two-year commitment. Uh, if you've committed to them uh, and you didn't know that it was two years, too late. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so two years, you in. <laughs> All right, let's get to the message. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, when folks come here to New Life and They've, uh, they're relocating or transferring to, from, from a new church to here. I always, and, I, and I'm just going to be transparent, I always have a conversation with them. And when I know them a little bit, I always say to them, you know, I come up to them and I say, hey, don't lose your fire. Because when you, when you come here and sometimes often you'll see that we collectively praise God in, in a different way. But when I know that you've come from Bat's church, you know, and he's on that hill just rocking it every day, I say, now bring some of that rock here, you know. And then when I know that we've got, we have a, a fiery preacher coming our way, and I'm like, no, no, don't be like me. Uh-uh, no, 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 don't talk it. Now you come here and you just preach, right? Don't, don't lose it. Don't lose your 
fire because, see, God can be praised in a fiery way, but he can also be praised when you're just sitting there quietly letting the tears roll down your face. We need it both. We need both here. Amen. We need both here at New Life. And, and this, uh, this, this Psalms here, this Psalm here, 103, is one that tells you that uh, we need both. Amen. We, we, need the, we need the silent criers, but we also need those who just will just belt out, bless the Lord, oh my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And I don't want you to be shy when, you, when you're doing it either. I want you to just break a vocal cord, amen, and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul, amen. And in and, and preparation for this uh, message too, I thought of Second uh, Kings uh, 22, the second, 22nd chapter, where uh, Josiah was king. And remember, if you remember the story at all, he became king when he was eight. But during his um, 18th year reign, um, Hilkiah, the high priest, you know, he went into, <laughs> the, the word was lost. And he went into the temple and he found the word. Ain't that, ain't that wild? Where things got so bad, things got so bad that they lost the Bible. And they couldn't find the Bible. And then the high priest had an idea. Let's look in the church. Let's look at the church. And when they looked in the church, and they found the word. Here's the most interesting thing. The portion of the word they found, most scholars said it was a portion regarding praise and worship. Out of all the scripture they could find, God led them to find praise and worship. Praise and worship. Out of all the stories in the Bible that they could find at that time, God led them to praise and worship. When the word was lost and attendance in church is down and, and you're wondering where people are and, and they need to find God's word, when they do find God's word and they come into the house of the Lord, what they need to see is praise and worship. They need to see praise and worship. You know, I, I'm, I'm mindful also of, of Jalen. When he was 12 years old, he went on a trip. I forgot the company he went with, but it was a trip to Europe. People to people. Thank you. And he went on this trip, and he was 12 years old. 25 days before the trip, Jalen was excited. I mean, he was collecting his donations and his money and everything else. And he was just telling folks, hey, I'm going to, I'm going to Europe. I'm excited. But then all of a sudden at the airport, when we got there at the airport, I, I, I saw a different continent. And, and, and Jalen was kind of looking nervous. Matter of fact, he was one of the uh, younger people that were going on the trip. In fact, they said, man, you know, he may be too young, but we're going to try him. And, and so all of a sudden, here he is, you know, this small fry in the midst of all these other teens and whatnot. And, and he, he's going on this trip. 
and I think it was what a 25 day trip or so and he was going and 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 and, and all of a sudden I saw him looking nervous and then as he boarded the plane he just kept looking back like and he was trying to look excited but he wasn't looking as, as excited as he was when he was like collecting those donations he was just like okay bye and all of a sudden he gets over there to Europe I tell you probably about five days passed, four or five days passed, and just about every day we got a phone call <laughs> I want to come home I want to come home and I'm like Europe bro I can't get there <laughs> I can't get there bro you had to raise donations to get there. I can't get there right now. <laughs> and he was crying. And he, it, it was what, what broke my heart is he, he also had to celebrate a birthday over there. Yeah, so, so he was like, eh, I want to go home. Happy birthday. <laughs> and he, he, he really wanted to get here, but he, had to, he, he ended up coming back. And when he came back, all of a sudden, years go by. And, and, and when those years go by, he, you know, matter of fact, let me go back for a minute. He, he told us of the trip, how he, he, he swam in the Mediterranean Sea and, and, and the food he ate and everything else. And, 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 it, and, and he captured the moment at that time. And he, and he had these memories going on. But, but years go by. And now all of a sudden, guess where Jalen wants to go back to? Because see, some maturity has kicked in, right? And you got a different view of things, right? You have a different view of things, and now you, you, you can appreciate where you were. You can appreciate a moment where it stressed you out when you was going through it, but now you're mature enough where you can see the beauty of it. Are you getting where I'm going here? And, and, and see, David, at the time of writing this psalm, David wasn't God's, and this is what uh, uh, one of the writers said, David wasn't God's uh, man. He wasn't God's old man. He was God's happy old man at this time. See, you needed some experience to write down, bless the Lord, Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. See, David had some years underneath his belt at this time. And he can go back and look back and, and, and look his life over and, and say, I've been blessed at this point in life. See, he couldn't appreciate it back then, but he can appreciate it now. And he wakes himself and shakes himself and say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. All that is within me, bless his holy name. You know, we may be looking, parents, at kids now and say, you just don't know how good you've got it. You just don't realize how good you got it. And, and then when all of a sudden you get your own house and your own bills and your, and your, and your own stuff going on, then all you're going to do is sit back and say, man, I wish I was a kid again, right? Because consumer powers and, and, and all the other things that will come your way, they, they're not going to treat you with mercy and grace and, and tender kindness. No, they're going to say, Did, where's my money? 
right? And then they're going to say, click, you didn't pay us, right? You didn't pay us. See, see, but, 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 but parents don't get so tough on the kids because we are God's children as well. And, and the moments that we are going through now, parents, we, we may not be able to fully appreciate what God is doing right at this time. Amen. And so we need to pause for a moment and understand that God is at work and you may not be in a position where you want to praise him right now. But let me tell you, praise him right now because he's at work in you. He is at work in you. Amen. And, and maturity does some things. Maturity makes you look at situations differently. And you just look back and you think your life over and you can say, I've been blessed. I've truly been blessed. So David says, bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul, and forget not all his benefits. And he uses this word bless, and this word bless means happy but it also points to a deeper joy that's within it's a deeper joy within and he's saying that this joy that i have this world didn't give it to me the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away it's that type of joy that he's talking about here and he's saying lord i am about to bless you and if you get, and if you got a hand, you can just do this because the title of this message is "Remind Yourself to Bless Him." Remind yourself to bless Him because that's exactly what David did here. He tapped himself on the shoulder and he said, "David, you need to bless Him because you've got so many reasons to bless Him. You got so many reasons to be thankful." right now amen and he says lord i am about to bless you i'm about to declare how good you are how wonderful you are and how grateful i am for you i am going to express my gratitude for you god for you and, and the first thing you need to do is is understand what praise is you have to understand what praise is saints see see praise is your response to God when you just say, wow, wow, that's God, wow, and you're in awe, and you're like, wow, he's God, and that's the way it is. He's God all by himself. He doesn't need anyone else. He is God all alone, and, and when I see him for who he is, all I can say is, wow, right? Wow. And, and, and praise has two parts to it. Adoration. That's the first part. Adoration, and that's when you, uh, it involves talking about who he is. That's when you have to, like, talk about who he is, right? Lord, you are holy, and there is none, nothing wrong in you. You are, you are right through and through. Every part of you is right. You're righteous. You are holy. And Lord, you are mighty. There is no one that is stronger and mightier than you. You're great, Lord. You're transcendent. You're, you're, you're greater than my situation. You're bigger than my circumstances. Right? And, and, and that's what you are, Lord. You transcend every, everything. Lord, you're bigger than anything that I face. 
Right. And, and, and then when you understand who he is and you're talking about him, then all of a sudden you begin to be thankful. Amen. Because that's the next part of praise. When you're just thanking him, Lord, you saved me. Right. You saved my soul. Lord, when I was lost, you found me. Right. Right. And, and, and you loved me and you you gave me strength to go on. Right. And when I was at the end of my rope, right, when I was at the end of my rope, Lord, you came in and you rescued me, right? When I was convinced that I was muy loco in cabeza, right? Lord, you convinced me that I was all right. You touched me and you made me whole, right? I'm, no, I'm not crazy. If anything, I'm crazy for him. Right. I'm crazy for him. And, and, and here's the interesting thing that I read in systematic theology. It says and it explains God and it's the doctrine of God in one section. And it says within this doctrine, it declares that God is incomprehensible. He's incomprehensible. And, and that is to say that it's not true. It's not true to say that God is unable to be understood. No. You can understand him, but what is true is that you cannot fully understand him. You can understand him, but you can't fully understand him because he's just too great and our minds are too limited and 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 you need almost like a, an eternity and an eternity plus an eternity and, and then you still can't understand and exhaust all that god is so so that was a an important point because it builds on this how can you be bored with god some, some people come to church and they say, I'm bored. It's boring. I don't want to go there. Matter of fact, I just want to just, I don't want to be here. I, I'd rather be any place else but here. Then I have to ask you, do you know the God that I know? Because if you know the God that I know, and if you truly know him, and if you know him for yourself, you will see that he is always worthy of your praise. No matter what situation or circumstance you're in, even in a church, he ought to be praised. Amen. He ought to be praised. And it's interesting because, see, David here, he had to tap his own self on the shoulder. And that means that praise is personal. You got to get this stuff for yourself. Right. You got to get your stuff for yourself. You can't come in here and say, boy, I know C-Right going to hook me up this week. No, I don't want that type of pressure on me. Live the life before you come here. Amen. And, and understand who God is before you step in here, because all I want to do is just put icing on top of the cake. That's all that I want God to do through me, because you will see all week long how good he is. How wonderful he is. And, 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 and all of a sudden, when you come in here, you're about to pop with praise. And then when you come and you sit down, all, all I have to do is say, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And boom, you gone. You gone. 
And, and I just have to, then all of a sudden, I just said, Jules, play a couple more chords until they calm down. Right? Play a couple more chords until they calm down. Because all I said was, bless the Lord. See, that's, that's the type of response God needs from us. Amen? So, so, so God is, he's inexhaustible, right? He's incomprehensible. And we are always in this relationship where every time he reveals himself more and more to us, it gives us more to praise him. It just gives us more to praise him. Amen. So that's what praise is all about. Now you're talking about understanding praise. Now you got to prep yourself, right, to praise. <laughs> you got to get to prep yourself, prepare yourself to praise. Why did David want to bless, praise, adore and thank him? Why did he want to do it? Well, 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 because once you get that proper fix and that proper image of God in your mind, you can't help but do that. You can't help but do that. Remember we said how uh, when you pray, it's, it's acts, right? It's acts, right? It starts off with adoration. Then it's confession. Then it's thanksgiving. Then it's supplication, right? Acts. Right. That's the acronym. See, it starts with that A because, see, you have to understand who you are addressing. And when you understand who you are addressing, see, and if your prayer lacks substance in, in regards to who he is, all you have to do is just pray scripture. Go to the scripture and, and go to a psalm and pray the psalms. And then all of a sudden, because those psalmists knew how to praise him. Right. They knew how to praise him. And, and, and all of a sudden, when you are fixed on who he really is, all of a sudden, what you do is you, you say, man, ugh, I feel unworthy right now because I really see him high and lifted up as he ought to be. Now, all of a sudden, I just feel like confessing. Lord, forgive me. Right. And, and then that that see that confession begins to be. Wow, I feel relief. I feel, I feel forgiveness. I feel that, 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 that me confessing done something. And now I want to do it like a T. I want to thank him. I want to give him thanks, right? And I don't want to leave other folks out. So I, I want to get some supplication going on. I want to pray for other folks too. Because what I've experienced through this prayer, I want them to feel as well. Amen. And that's what it's all about. Amen. And that's why David said, Let, let's let's prep ourselves to to praise him. Let's let's you know, don't don't go uh, uh, and be like a moralist. Right. Uh, I believe one writer, uh, Jones, said, you know, folks come around and, and they're moralists. They just goody two shoes. And, they, you know, they don't do wrong because it's all about the wheel. You know, they they got self-control. So. So, so, you know, I don't need to praise God much because I don't do much wrong, right? I don't do much wrong, right? And, and then you got those who are, are like philosophers, you know, uh, they, they, they got it together. They can think it out, right? They figured it out, you know, you know, why God, uh, you know, God already worked it out, you know, before you figured it out. No, no, I figured it out for myself, right? And they got that type of air about them, right? And, and, and then you got those who are religious and, and those who are religious without a relationship. You know, they said that religious without a relationship is nothing more than a ball of emotions. Oh, Lord, 
oh, he's good. But you can't get past just that he's good. Because it's all surface because you don't know more of him. And your relationship is not deeper than just that he's good. But you also got to see that he's kind and he's loving and he's, and, and he's holy and he's, and he's always looking out for you. But he's also a God that will spank you. You see what I'm saying? And you got to know all of that about him to appreciate him. But he needs your will. <laughs> he needs your intellect. And he needs your emotions as well. You need all of that before you come before the God that I serve. Amen. And, and the God that we serve is saying, uh-uh, I don't want just part of you because praise, and it, it includes every part of you. Every part of you is, is all involved in praise and worship. So if you are sitting out there and you're thinking, man, is that chicken that I put? In a crock pot. Okay. Man, I may have to call somebody right now to run over and cut off that crock pot for me. It, that ain't all of you in that seat. That's not all of you in that seat. Man, is that, man. Okay, yeah, hurry up, see, right? Because that game, that game should be starting at, you know, that ain't all of you. That's not giving him all of you at this time. That's, that's being distracted. You need to put all of you into praising him. All of you into praising him. Amen? All of you into praising him. Spurgeon says this. He says this. He says that these verses, these first verses, are a tuning of the harp, Right? A screwing up of the loose strings that 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 no note will 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 play the wrong note, right? It, it won't be sharp or flat, but it's like tuning up a violin, and as soon as that praise begins, it'll be the perfect note in the perfect pitch. And that's what David is doing here. He's preparing himself and he's getting himself together, and he's saying, Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And when he says, oh, my soul, see, that's the part of you that's connected down here on earth. That's that soul part of you that is connected down here on earth. And, and, and David is saying, I don't care what my situation or my circumstances are down here on earth. I want to bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And not only this earthly part of me, but all that is within me, I want to bless his holy name as well. Why? Why? Because first, it's, 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 it's personal. He kept saying, oh, my soul. He didn't say, bless the Lord, oh, your soul. He said, bless the Lord, oh, my soul. And that's exactly what you have to do as well. You got to make this thing personal. It's got to be every part of you, oh, my soul. Bless the Lord, oh, my soul in all that is within me and all that is within me. C.S. Lewis said that praise is spontaneous. Said it's spontaneous. And some of us out there may say, you know, well, okay, I get it, but sometimes I just don't, I, you know, praise, I, it's just not what I do. You know, it's, it's, I, I can say thank you, Lord. And, and that's, but but, but, but C.S. Lewis said, uh, no, no. Praise is spontaneous, right? 
Because when you think about who he is and, and all that he's done for you, it, you know, it's spontaneous. Let me give you a little test. Like when you was watching that, that uh, North Carolina and Duke game last night. And, and, and then all of a sudden you were rooting for North Carolina. And it, there were minutes to go, but then Caleb Love came down, right? And he dribbled to the left side of the court. And then he let that three fly. You're like, oh, my God. Oh, oh, oh did you see? Oh. <laughs> and you gave everybody the house five and everything else. It was spontaneous. You didn't say, okay, if he, if he do that three, what should, I, what should my reaction be? <laughs> you didn't have to think about it. You didn't have to think about it, right? No, you didn't have to think about it. You didn't say, huh, so, okay, he hits the three. Oh, he hit it. Okay, now what should I do now? Oh, I should get happy. Okay. Oh, oh. no, no, no. No, no, no. You, you lost your voice last night if you was from North Carolina. And you should lose it for him as well. You should lose it for the Lord as well. Amen. Amen. And if, and if you were Duke, and if you were on Duke's side, and, and all of a sudden he hit that three, it was still a, a, a spontaneous response. You didn't say, oh, man, he hit the three. What should I do? Uh, oh, I should be sad right now. No, you say, oh, man. But here's the thing about it. When you say, oh, man, you saw that seconds. There were seconds to go. And what you said is, oh, man. And all of a sudden, you said, come on, hurry up, get that ball in and try to shoot. And when that last shot was going up, you was like. <laughs> because you had hope. Because you had hope, right? Nobody didn't tell you how to have hope. You had hope, right? And, and that's the same type of hope that you should have in God during bad times, during, during low moments. You need to have that same type of hope in you. Nobody has to prod you to be hopeful. Not during a game. I mean, probably with a Pistons game, right? But not during those games, right? Nobody had, to, nobody had to tell you to get excited when North Carolina won. You were excited and you was running around the house and you can't wait till Monday. You can't wait till Monday, right? And, and that's the same thing. Give God his due. And you'll give God his due when you know exactly and you see him for who he really is, right? See him for who he really is. That's it. And, and, and here's the thing. So David said, you know what, I can, I can give you an ex like a, a list that is hard to exhaust for praising God. But he said, I'm going to give you five things. I'm going to give you five things because I want you to use this hand to remind yourself, right? So, so on finger one, I'm going to give you this. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his benefits. But he goes on to say, who forgives all your iniquities. That's finger one right there, right? That's finger one to that hand, iniquities. See, iniquities is not mistakes like, oh, I'm sorry, God, I, you, I didn't know. Like, like my granddaughters, I mean, I've never heard the word sorry so much in my life. Sorry, 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 sorry. And they say sorry like this. They're breaking stuff. Sorry, <laughs> sorry. And that's like us. 
we, 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 we're like that at times. Like we're just saying, sorry, 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 sorry. And we're constantly saying, sorry. See, in other words, we, we need that forgiveness because we do wrong. We, we sin. You know, one writer said this, Satan is our accuser. And he goes up and he's, he's accusing us before God just constantly. And then he goes on to say this, Satan don't have to lie. <laughs> Satan don't have to lie. He's going up there and he's telling the truth. When he accused us, he's telling the truth. God, ooh, did you just hear what she just said, Lord? Ooh, and you said it. <laughs> ooh, Lord, did you hear what, ooh, did you see what they just did? Ooh, did you, and you did it. He doesn't have to lie. He's going up there with a, with a truthful list. And if he's going up there with a truthful list, reminding God of everything you, you're doing wrong, when God forgives your iniquities and you can't praise him, something's wrong with that, right? Something's wrong with that. When, when somebody's in God's face saying, look how wrong she is, and God says, get that out of my face, right? Jesus comes in and says, I took care of that. Get that out of the face. Don't, don't even bother God with that. Don't even bother God with that. I got it. Just like my, my, my granddaughter said, I got it. Right? I got you. And, and you can't praise God for that? Bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. And then it says, who forgives all your iniquities? All your iniquities? All sounds like all. And he forgives them all. And like I said, Satan doesn't have to lie. You do wrong still. We all do wrong still. And when we go before the Lord and say, Lord, forgive us, he says, done. Done. And we ought to praise him for that. We ought to praise him for that. And then on the second finger, he says, who heals all your diseases? Who heals all your diseases? You know, there was some debate about this. Some, some writers said it, it talked about soul diseases. Others said, no, 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 it was talking about physical diseases, right? It was, uh, which one is soul or, or physical? I like to think both. All of it, right? He, 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 he heals you completely. Amen. He heals you completely. This is what McDonald said. First, all healing is from God. He is the source of all healing. Secondly, the Lord is able to heal all kinds of diseases. With God, there is no such thing as an incurable disease, right? And then he's, thirdly, he says this, the Lord can heal by natural means or miraculously. Is that a God worth praising right there? He can heal you through and through. And I'm talking about he can heal bad attitudes. He can heal bad attitudes. You know those stinky attitudes that you run into? God can heal you from that. If you, if you have a stinky attitude, you can be delivered today. And man, if you're not a nice person, God can heal you today. And he can make you nice. 
If you got a, if you got an attitude that nobody can stand, not even you can't stand it, God can heal you today. Amen. If, if, if you got an attitude with everybody in your home as if you hate them all, God can heal you from that. He can heal you from that. And all of a sudden, he'll make you new. And then people will, in your, even in your own home, they'll say, what, what got into her? She loves me. Oh, my goodness. She is acting like she loved me. Because God can deliver you from that. All those soul diseases. What about jealousy? God can heal you from What about depression? God can heal you from all those soul diseases. But he also can heal you from COVID and, and cancer. He can, he can heal you from all of it. And that's not a God worthy of being praised? Just on two fingers? Just on two fingers? Amen. And then it goes on to say in the third finger, it says, who redeems your life from destruction. That's the third finger. He redeems your life from destruction. Redeem. That word redeem means, and it should point to you, that, that, that it was a price. A price had to be paid. A price had to be paid. And guess who paid it? Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe. Amen. Jesus paid it all and all to him we owe. Right. And, and, and that's what he did. And, and some people had a debate about what destruction means. Some said it meant hell. Right. Some say, yeah, he saves you from hell. And I, I said true. When I was reading, I said true. That we are saved from hell. Right. The penalty of hell is not even in our vocabulary. Amen. He has. But then others says there are things presently down here on earth that wants to destroy you. And you know what? He delivers you from that, too. Amen. He redeems you from that, too. And, and, and I'm talking about there are things that want to destroy you. I'm talking about depression again. I'm talking about loneliness or whatever that wants to just eat at you and eat away. And, and these things have you on their menu. And God says, uh-uh, no, no, uh-uh, no, I, I, I am going to, I'm go I redeemed her. I redeemed him from that. That stuff is not going to eat you away anymore. No more, right? But then there are folks that don't mean you any good either. Amen. And there are folks that have bad intentions towards you and they want to destroy you. But God says, I will protect you from them as well. Yes, sir. Amen. And that's just the third finger. And you're telling me that's not a God that ought to be praised? That's not a God that ought to be praised? And then all of a sudden he goes on, and on top of all this, it says he's going to give you a crown. Right? He crowns you with loving kindness and tender mercies. That is a God that is worthy to be praised. That is a God that says, you know, I don't want, I'm not going to give you just good. And I'm not going to give you better. I'm going to give you the best. I'm going to give you the best that I have, right? And the best that I have is Jesus Christ coming down here to be your Savior, to be your Lord and Savior. He gave you the best for God so loved the world that he gave you, gave me his only begotten son. And look at 1 Peter uh, chapter 2, 9 through 10. It says this, but you are a chosen race, a holy priest, right? 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people for God's own possession, so that you may proclaim the excellencies of him who has called you out of darkness into his marvelous light, right? For you once were not a people, but now you are the people of God. You had not received mercy, but now you have received mercy. This is an awesome God that we serve. This is an awesome God that we serve. And he's taken us out of darkness. And he's just allowed us to exist in the marvelous light. And you're telling me that's not a reason to praise him? That's not a reason to praise him? He fixed your life in four ways so far. And that's not a reason to praise him? And, and, and here's another interesting thing. This is what John Piper said. God made us to magnify his greatness. You hear that? God made us to magnify his greatness the way that a telescope magnifies stars, right? He created us to put his goodness and truth and beauty and wisdom and justice on display. So all that ought to be on display through us. All of that ought to be on display through us. And, and he goes on to say this, the greatest display of God's glory comes from deep delight in all that he is. In other words, this is the bottom line. This means that God gets the praise and we get the pleasure. Ain't that amazing? God gets the praise and he allows us to get the pleasure. God created us so that he is most glorified in us when we are most satisfied in him. That's why it's the fifth finger who satisfies your mouth with good things so that your youth is renewed like the eagle. Spurgeon said this, that, that, that a lot of people out here in this world is satiated, but they're not satisfied. They're satiated. They, they're, they're trying to drown themselves and stuff to get satisfied, but they're never satisfied. You're only satisfied when you're in Christ, right? It, it's like drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking and drinking or smoking and smoking and smoking, and you're just chasing that, that perfect situation but you're never satisfied. You can drown yourself in it, but you'll never be satisfied because the only way you'll be satisfied is in Christ. It's in Christ. Amen. And that's why it says that he satisfies your mouth with good things, right? And, and, and here's, the, 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 uh, here's, here's the payoff here. So that your youth is renewed like the eagle. When you feel beaten down and you feel like you can't go on, all of a sudden when you just began to just, just, just think and reflect on who he is, all of a sudden the eagle is the strongest bird. They said a feathered bird that they know of. It's just, a, it's just an immaculate and, and, and wonderful bird if you ever look at it. And they said all of a sudden when you see that eagle just climbing and it looking stronger and stronger, and stronger that's you. 
That's how God just satisfies you and allows you to get strength again to keep carrying on. And you just take it one day at a time and he gives you strength for each day. That's not a God that's worth saying, that's worth uh, praising. That's not a, that's not a God worth praising. Listen, listen, this is not a, this is not a, a, a sermon to convince you to praise him. This is a sermon to tell you, you should have been praising him, right? And, and that's what you ought to do. And that's what you should be busy doing is praising him. See, a lot of us get blinded by our, our circumstances, right? And, and our perspective, and I told you all this before, it, our perspective is skewed because all we see is the situation in front of us, right? I, I don't care how you look at it. If you put, a, uh, if you put just like an index card in front of your face close enough, all you see is the index card. And, and everything else is out there to be enjoyed. But all you see is you're just blinded by the index card. And that's all you can see. God's saying, get that index card away. And, and, and instead of looking at it, look up and, and look to me. Because, see, you, can, you ought to say, bless the Lord, O my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name. Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not his many benefits. And we just talked about five today. And those five, and they represent fingers, just, just, just fingers on one hand. And I just pray that when you're in a situation that you can just get those five things, just those five things, and pat yourself on the shoulder and say, bless the Lord, oh my soul. And all that is within me, bless his holy name, right? When, when, when the enemy is coming on you and he rushes in like a flood, just say, bless the Lord. Oh, my soul and all that is within me, bless his holy name. And, and think about some of those good things he's done for you. And, and one of my favorite hymnals is when waves of affliction sweep over your soul and sunlight is hidden from view. Whenever you're tempted to fret or complain, just think of his goodness to you. Amen. God bless you, saints. And I pray that this was just an encouraging message for you. And for those who don't know the Lord, I pray that you choose ye this day who you will serve. Amen. Choose ye this. Don't let another moment pass you by. Choose Christ. And we'll have elders before you today uh, to, to, to talk to you, to pray with you. And they'll be here uh, in front of the church after dismissal right now. We're going to have Elder Lester come to lead us in communion. Amen.